Championship Saturday, guys. Welcome to the Never Ending Glory podcast, College Football Edition. I'm Nick Schillig, joined as always by uh, Sean Z, Farky, and Memphis Matt. We have a special guest today as Jerry Burris has joined us. Uh, Jerry's here. Jerry, I'm not sure why. Are, are we going to discuss in great detail why like RPOs and blocking five yards downfield is cool in college we're gonna, football? We're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to get into the schemes here. I got some SEC takes that uh, I, I got to get off my chest. I've been going off on Twitter a little bit about Vol Nation. Uh, I want to talk. And it's be- well, and because we're not doing, you guys aren't doing an NFL pod ever. Um, that you've now got to you know pollute into our airwaves. Yeah, the NFL pod is on a little bit of a hiatus. It's a lot to do with being in a pool uh, and the scheduling around that. So you can talk to Luke about that one. Yeah, Luke and his swimmies. Oh, I just had a vision of him in a Speedo, and I want to puke. <laughs> hey, man, that's what's in your brain. That never crosses wow. my mind. All right. We gotta get let's go, first. chill. Get this yeah. shit in order. Let's go. Okay. First of all, we – Let's get let's get through these coaching changes, and I'm sure we're going to go off on Florida State and Tennessee. So our new coaches uh, this past week, we got Dan Mullen in Florida, Joe Moorhead, who I believe is a good hire at Mississippi State. Hilariously, Matt Luke, which I believe this this is going to be a USC thing, is at Ole Miss. I'm pretty sure we all agree that Chip Kelly is going to be a great hire at UCLA. And, Sean, we were going to end with your boy, Herm Edwards, at Arizona State. Your thoughts on – on him on Arizona State. I mean, guys, we got automatic parlay. I've already I've already been on this. I've I've been staunch with Michigan next year. They're they're hitting their over. They're winning week one against Notre Dame. Bet it, bet it, bet it. And now we have something to parlay it with the Arizona State under automatically. There is no way a coach in the 1980s is going to be able to coach college football just because he coaches a couple high schoolers on a February 14th game, Under Armour All-Stars or whatever the hell it is. This is going to be free money in your pocket, at least for the first three weeks until Vegas starts seriously adjusting. Well, That's my favorite right. hire of this whole thing. i got to be honest with you. Love it. I saw someone say, you play to make a ball game. Or, or like the mind key car ball. I mean, what, hey. what is this, Farky? What is going on? Hey, let me jump in here real quick. He was on local radio today getting interviewed. And he said that he just misses winning. He's going to be missing it for a while longer because that motherfucker ain't winning anything in Arizona State. Ooh, trapped a little bourbon-induced mf Uh <laughs> Wonderful. We'll have to R-rate this one. Early on out of the gate. I'll tell you what. He's going to have to schedule a hell of a lot of uh, um, Arizona A&T and New Mexico State Tech if he's going to love winning. <laughs> Parky, anything on the uh, these new coaches outside of Herm Edwards? I'm still I'm still sitting on the last uh, the last big shotgun blast to go off, and that's uh, that's our boy Willie. So you'll you'll hear a lot more excitement out of me when that one pulls through. However, for the people that do listen every week, you want to talk about credibility in a pod that knows its shit. When it comes down to these coaches' changes, who was all over this? Sean Z. He called Chip Kelly. He called Florida. Uh, I didn't call Florida. 
I well, missed you, one. No, you threw you threw the name out there. You didn't get it exact, but you were all over Chip Kelly. And once again, I have to eat crow. And I said zero percent. There is a zero percent chance Chip Kelly goes to UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's been a tough year for picks. It's been a tough year just on the on the hypothetical coaching game. But you you know what? You were right on Farky. Maybe maybe a couple weeks early. You were right on Butch being gone. Yeah, Butch, Butch, I nailed. And don't worry, we'll get to last week's picks results. You nailed Butch and water is wet. Congratulations. He hit Brad Bielema, too. Yeah. Did he pick hey, him? Did, did he mention him that he'd be fired on the field before he even got in the locker room? Because that, <laughs> that would no, be that, shot. Was that, Brad on the spot? Now what we've done now is we've created a situation where the next time there's a mat, rabid fan base that's disgusted with their coach, they're going to have to like one up. Like Kiffin got canned on the tarmac right. and got left. Now they're shit canning on the field. Like this is going to happen where someone's going to get fired in the middle of the third quarter. Like, I cannot wait for this. There there will be times during the day when I think about this firing of Brett, and I, I literally start laughing out loud to myself because I get an image of him walking, because we know he doesn't jog, walking off the field to the locker room, and before he can cross the field, someone literally walked up to him and said, hey, you're not going to be the coach here anymore. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey, 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 Brett, I picture them like rubbing their hands like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons and be like, we're going a different direction, uh, direction, big man. Like We, we got to go the other way. We're not going to let I, you in the locker room until we're done addressing the team. No, but then I, how – You know how that – I can picture after that know? game, Bielema going in the locker room and deep frying his hands so he can eat his fingers. Oh, oh can, see, I just picture him walking up to the spread and just crushing the spread. My, my I can't believe they didn't give him a bucket of chicken on his way out. Getting into the press conference and sitting down, and they refer to him as coach, and he's like, I'm actually not the coach here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was told before, I, I was told on my way off the field that I'm not the coach here anymore. I mean, what wrap your head around that. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Where, where is he going to go? Brett Biel, Arby's. He'll be on TV. We, he'll be on, he'll be on like, the Longhorn Network or something. We're going back. No, he has going no ties to Texas. He's not it doesn't going. Matter. That's the only reason he's going to Texas is for brisket. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you where he's going. He's replacing that one New York slob on Man versus Food. And look out, America! He is going to destroy Coach every food. food challenge. Every challenge. The, there's definitely an opportunity for him to go back to like the Big Ten Network and do like a campus tour, like eating challenge. Go to every single city. He's going to go to Lafayette, Indiana. Yeah, he can he's have gonna, co-eds like paint his stomach and they can rub it, and he can do like yeah. yeah he's going to go for the Terminator in Columbus. He's going to go, you know, whatever the Ann Arbor major. I don't know what they eat in Ann Arbor. Hot dogs. Hot dogs. Hot dog. Like hot dog. They actually drink hot dog water. I'll tell you what, Jesus catfishing Christ. He's so fat it makes one a hurl. Well, after last week, after you know another OSU loss, they ought to start drinking battery acid up there because that place is a cesspool. Thirteen out of fourteen years is that a rivalry anymore? Is that good? Actually, uh, I, always I, like this last thing on Brett. <laughs> yeah, I, already, I just sit back and laugh. That's okay. That I already get, what? I, I all right, here's the thing. What the, the bloody hell is going on in Tennessee? What the bloody hell? Like we've been tech, we've been literally on with our pod uh, Twitter page every couple of hours. 
it's another shit show. And we're not even getting like Vol folks like trashing us. We're getting some likes, some favorites, some follows here and there. Like it, it, it's it's hilarious actually. It's a reverse mob mentality, and it's awesome. It's- Joe, what's the count of what? How many people have turned them down? I'm at Brom, Doran, Gruden, Gundy, Shiano, Sutcliffe, and Chip is what I have. But I'm like Sutcliffe, Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe, Cutcliffe. Yeah, the the guy in Duke. I, why even bother a phone call trying to call a 72 year old man who's totally happy at Duke and has a lifetime contract there, pretty much if he wants it. Uh, he's he he's the big. Coach. He was Peyton's Peyton's guy, QB, so it's like yeah, Tennessee allure, like. And everybody, when he turned them down, was like, oh, no, no problem there. We'll get somebody else. And now here they are. If they if they pick Kevin Sunlin, I want to see Clay, Clay Travis's head explode. Like scanners, that, that scene in scanners. <laughs> Clay Travis used to have some decent takes. He's now on my absolute shit list. That guy sucks so much dick that it's <laughs> unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, he's he's rough. I mean, I wouldn't just give him that type of a description, but I mean, you just went zero to sixty, so I can't fault did, you uh, there. Did anybody listen to the Doug Gottlieb clip of him interviewing him? And I guess yeah, Gottlieb it, and Clay Travis yeah. are friends. Here's the thing, and Mad Dog had him on too, and and eviscerated him. It, it, it's just hot take, stupid, stupid Bayless level trolling. Like, yes, I, I just don't even like want to give him the time. I will say this about you guys. You know, I, I listen to your pod because I edit it, but Thanks. I do listen. Thanks. And I will say that you you give everybody a fair shake, but if you're a D-bag, you call them out, and it's not a trolling thing. It's just like look at the stupidity, and it's never been anything other than that when you guys have been talking about the, the, the Tennessee job. Like the crowd is a mob chasing down Frankenstein right now. So if we're at a bar, we're all saying the same thing. I don't think point. any like, of us disagree. Tennessee, Shiano wasn't the best hire, but now at this point, it's like Shiano, they, they should be begging for Shiano. Yes. And, and there was nothing uh-huh. that wrong with Shiano. If you're going to hire Butch Jones in the first place, it wasn't if, like this guy set the world on fire before that. If you were at a, if you're, picture like this, you're at a bar in, in a, in a, in a beautiful girl under the guise of many a pitcher of beer um, comes up to you and, and starts talking to you. And then you think, no, 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 we can move past this. She's not the one. She's a six, whatever. But then it's 2.30 in the morning. You're outside in the parking lot. You're, look, you're swinging you're at You're bombed you and throwing find. up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe crapping your pants in the back of a Volvo. Who knows? <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite, my favorite one was, was – uh, Mike Gundy. Hey, you, you want to come? You want to come coach in the SEC and be what, like a top five paid coach? No thanks. No, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, I'll go back to Oklahoma State. And hey, maybe they should go Phil Fulmer. <laughs> All right, I'm going to throw five names out. Do any of these people have a chance to be the next coach of Tennessee? Les Miles, Kevin Sumlin, Mike Leach, Norvell, or T. Martin? You guys lean in any way with that? I I think they might have to settle for T. Martin because I don't I don't know if the other four are going to go. I'd consider I think, I'd consider the homicide for Les Miles. I'd love to see him there. Um, I think all five are in play. I act unfortunately the four and five candidates are Norvell and Leach, and it should be Leach and Norvell as the top two candidates. 
All I know is Norvell's going to get a bunch of calls out of this Conference USA game, especially depending on – and let's pivot to that, Sean, the Florida State-Texas A&M. Well, let, let's let uh, you know our, our illustrious guest and Nader answer that question too. Nader, go ahead. Well, my one, my first question would be, you know, why would you leave the Tiger Dome? Second of all, um, <laughs> you know, not we'll, the Tiger. We'll, we'll talk about that game in a little bit, but uh, I mean, he's going to a New Year's Eve Bowl after uh, after or New Year's Day Bowl after this uh, victory coming up this weekend. But we'll get to that in a little bit. I think Mike Leach is is loving his situation in Washington State. He literally can walk to work and enjoys it. He can get away with murder up there, and they just leave him the hell alone. Why would he go somewhere with all the pressure and the bullshit that he'd have to put up with in you in Tennessee? Um, I think this is so fantastic because everything Burrs says sometimes turns out a hundred percent wrong. Sunday's going to happen, and Mike Leach. We're going to see a scroll across <laughs> the bottom that Mike Leach has agreed to someplace in in the central plains of America. I, I, th- uh, I think can you imagine if he's playing at noon every weekend too? If he's what? If he's playing at noon every weekend, and I don't have to stay up till ten to watch him on the sidelines. Oh, fantastic. That's true. Yeah. In- and by getting away with murder, you meant torture. <laughs> it's called a shed. Darkness isn't torture. Um, I think the guy. I think the guy who they're going to end up spending a lot of money just to make him do it and leave where he is is T. Martin. Um, the guy I think they're overlooking and nobody is really talking about. Um, I don't know what his current contract situation is, but Jason Candle at Toledo. Like, if you just throw a ton of money at him, would he consider leaving there? And then you'd have back-to-back situations. Uh, coaches from Toledo moving up into the ranks, um, both Mount Union guys. Like, look, you're in a desperate situation. Figure something out, and maybe you take a swing on somebody that's outside of what the normal list of characters are. I mean, go back to when Cooper was fired at Ohio State. They went to found, they went and found the best D2 coach in America in Youngstown State and got Trestle. Like, maybe you need to think outside the box. Well. That's why the they sneaky keep one. That's the keep... sneaky one that came across today, and it wasn't Toledo or anything like that. I don't know what the hell the guy's name is. I don't really care until like he gets a big name job. The Appalachia State coach, I guess, was like Meg Feldman tweeted like they should look at him. He knows the area. He knows the culture. He Does knows he the atmosphere. Uh, I, probably not. I mean, this this Curry guy is basically just getting his strings pulled by Jimmy Haslam. Like, like that's the underreported story of this. Shiano was almost the Cleveland Browns coach. This was 100% Jimmy Haslam. So I don't have right. a problem with the fan base revolting. I have a problem with the fan base using the Sandusky bullshit yes. as, like, the reason when it, like, 100% wasn't the reason. And – then you know, then they start to slow pivot from that as they realize, oh, we've got Peyton Manning, and we're going to reach out to Mike Gundy, who, if you go through some of his shit, Tyreek Hill, uh, there was a kid from Texas that literally had like beat the snot out of a kid and paralyzed him, uh, and he played his freshman year for Oklahoma State. So, there, like all of that stuff started to slow bleed through, and they had to pivot around from, well, Shano was just an average coach, and. Which is fine, but like, don't use that and and drag him through the mud with the Sandusky stuff, right. and then turn around and say, "Well, look, no one's hiring." Well, that's because you literally just poured battery acid all over him. No one's going to touch him. Here, here's what's funny about that: Burris bringing up Toledo head coach. I've been in Toledo enough that if you gave me Section Eight housing and a coupon for seventy five cents off a Grand Slam at Denny's, I would take the Tennessee job. That's, that's a nice all package. Take. 
It is a nice package. Toledo is a dump. That city sucks. And yes, it needs you're exactly now. right. I mean, well, this is Nader. He gives us these insights and takes on cities that I don't, he doesn't really give a lot of glowing reports, to be honest. I've been to Toledo a few times. My brother went there for college for a year. And uh, let's just say things were not good. Uh, it made, no, it's it like made Akron look beautiful. Place. Watch your mouth, Burris. Hey, hey I'm John, a lum. John Curry, had a, he had a tough night last night at the Tennessee basketball game, too. If you read oh, they blew the hell out of him? <laughs> yeah, he didn't sit there and enjoy himself. Let's put it that way. He should Honestly, he should just step down and just say, screw it. You guys figure this out. You know what? I'm done. Yeah. The only reason I don't want him to do that is because then Clay Travis will think he wins in some That's fair. idiotic mindset. He's. I, I looked at his Twitter page. He's pulling for someone. Yeah, well, good for him. Clay Travis's? Yeah, he said someone would be a great hire for him. Because there's nobody left. Yeah. How? How was okay? How was someone not Butch Jones? Like that? He got. He just got fired at A and M. You want seven and five again? Is is, is that what you want? <laughs> well, actually, Tennessee hey, would love that. <laughs> hey, like Farkey said all year, Tennessee—they're just a bunch of quitters. And they don't care about winning. They don't. It's true. They don't win. Like I was going off about this on on the te- chat or uh, the uh, chat the other day. Like, when's the last time Tennessee football was relevant after T. Martin? I I don't know. I can't think of one time. Uh, I mean. It's been a while. The Dobbs year, they weren't terrible. It's yeah, but, but it's been it's a, a while. fair point. It's a fair point. The guy, I mean, the, the guy, it, Eric really Gaines trashing yes. Eric Gaines trashing Lane Kiffin in the good look either. No, the guy. The fact that they're begging Joe for Kiffin, the fact that they're begging for Kiffin is utterly hilarious because he left them high and dry for USC, and they're so fickle that they're like, we'd love Lane Kiffin. And I mean, him, it was, him trolling was, that university with pictures of Kim Jong Un are just priceless. Yes, wasn't it so bad that he literally what like showed up for a week and then it was like Baltimore leaving for leaving Cleveland? And he just <laughs> left. Didn't he just leave and go to USC? Left. Like, hey, yeah, he he Kiffin? left Tennessee at the tarmac. Like he just yes. left the strip. Where's Coach Kiffin? Oh, he's over in the the football office over in uh, Los Angeles. <laughs> Sean, let's get into your speaking of shit shows. Let's get into your Florida State situation with Jimbo. Is it what, what are the odds he coaches on Saturday? Uh, if you'd ask, if we'd have did this last night, I'd have said about fifteen percent. Uh, it's kind of up to A and M because the regions met today at four. They have to approve, and they're not announcing when they're meeting again yet until tomorrow. I think it gets to, to like in these regions they meet whenever, um, so it's not like the weekend really matters. I, I think they're trying to do Jimbo a solid, and they're going to let him coach Saturday and not try and push this. But this Auburn thing that that show you brought up, and maybe you can touch on, which I think all of us don't understand either. The Auburn thing could throw a wrinkle in it because that could force A and M to have to to request that Jimbo gives them a commitment. Jimbo wants to coach and does not want to end his Florida Florida State career with an under 500 record. It, it seems kind of insane, but this is just how his mind's working at this point. And, I mean, I, I'll get into Jimbo, but I think I think he coaches Saturday. I think it's like 90%. Okay. If and when he's gone, is Taggart the slam dunk? Do they have an op, uh, you know, like an option B? 
from what I understand, it's done. The only thing is, is the longer this drags out, the more time it gives Taggart to, to rethink. But apparently he met with Oregon and specifically Phil Knight. He grew up a Florida State fan in South Florida because um, they asked him if he ever thought of being Miami's coach. And he basically was like, no, I was a Florida State fan. He's got Florida State connections. He's already somewhat uh, built the staff. They have an idea of who they're going to pull. They're going to keep Haggins, the defensive line coach. Like They've got a framework here already in place. There was even some folks from Oregon, a couple of the assistant coaches reaching out about you know living arrangements. There's enough kind of smoke there through all the connections and whatnot that it's just it seems like it will be next to impossible um, for it not to play out. But the longer it goes, you you always plant seeds of doubt then. So I got I have two questions about the Willie Taggart thing. Uh, first one's for Farky. Farky, is marijuana legal in Florida? Florida, it is not yet. Sean, do you think he's going to leave the abundance of dispensaries in Oregon to smoke those blunts on the sidelines of Florida State? <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. I uh, this is where I'm going to get the, uh, the 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 zebras. Oh my god. I have completely talked myself into Willie Taggart. I never realized how close he was with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh was the best man in his wedding, and he shadowed him at Stanford and is basically was like his right-hand man at Stanford, not David Shaw. Shaw was up a level on Taggart, but Taggart has like a lot of – in like intriguing things is the more you've read about him and like how he pulls the staff together. His comp is Dabu Sweeney. I cannot wait to fast forward to about week five <laughs> next year's pod and you are just lighting him up. It's gonna be I where is he kill gonna him? Get that I can't kill him at? next year. I can't kill him next year. Where's he gonna get that blunt game at down in Florida State? Well, no, here's here's what I'm here's the angle I'm taking on on Big Willie style going to FSU. I can't wait for this. Even though it's not legal, he's sneaky. He's in Tallahassee. He's Edibles. at the state capitol, so he can posture as much as he needs to. He's a mile away from being in there, just making a, a just a case after case for legalizing marijuana in the state of Florida. So he knows he's going to a place where he has the potential to really influence that in this state. So let, let me get this straight. You're saying that he's going to coach the Florida State Seminoles and he's going to march for legalization of marijuana in the state of Florida. <laughs> he, will be, he will be over there loudly leading the charge for the legalization of marijuana in Florida. <laughs> All right. These are the types of hard-hitting takes that you just can't get on other pods. That's the thing. Did they yeah. spend time on ESPN talking about if a coach enjoys weed or not? Because they should. Because this is amazing. I love this. ESPN sucks, though. <laughs> yeah, the the last wrinkle, and Sean kind of mentioned that, is the Arkansas job. If you pull up the odds right now, Malzahn is plus 160, which I can only imagine if they lose, he's gone. Which, Sean, I kind of mentioned this to you, that he, he's a very popular high school coach there. He's got ties, and maybe he's just tired of – it seems like he's on like a one-game contract every day at Auburn. He, he's got to beat A&M, then he's got to beat LSU, then he has to win the Iron Bowl, then he has to win this. When he can just go to Arkansas, go 7-5, and five and you know be there for the next 10 years. I'm baffled by the idea that Auburn would let him go. Um, if Auburn came open, though, and it gets to Sunday and that happens that quickly, Jimbo will, will screw over A&M and take Auburn. Uh, 
he's got ties there. That was, I think, kind of his first gig up through the assistant ranks, um, even prior to LSU. Uh, I, I think that would be the move for Jimbo, which will leave A&M screwed because they haven't done a damn thing. A- Tennessee's went through like nine coaches in the past eight days. A&M has sat and done nothing because they're so convinced on Fisher. So this this has all the makings for a neck a fascinating 72 hours. Yeah, and with Arkansas, I really think if it's not Malzahn, uh, your next three odds are Norvell, Leach, and Kiffin. I, I'll take an I'll take any three of those. So at Arkansas, Jerry, and then the, the immediate next hire next year, the hot guy is. Is Brom next year? Brom becomes like the top guy next year, uh, and maybe that idiot up in Minnesota Fleck that Burris probably loves. Oh, PJ, he's got to win. He's got to win a game that matters first before he becomes. Oh, Minnesota. preach! We hate PJ on this. Row the yeah, boat. I don't hate him as a coach, but like they need, they need like at least three years of of, of recruiting. But they're not stealing anybody in that area from Wisconsin. Yeah, row the boat off the. Do Niagara. you all think that? Do we all think that Frost is going to Nebraska for sure? Hundred percent, it's done. I'm hundred percent. Yeah, I'll put it this way. I mean, Florida State reached out to Frost before Taggart. I like we didn't list Tennessee reaching out to Frost. I guarantee that happened, and I know Florida reached out to Frost just like they reached out to Gundy. So Florida ended up with their fourth or fifth candidate as well. Florida's got a slam dunk, though. Dan Mullen's a phenomenal coach. Oh, I don't know, Burris. I I, I think he's a like eight and four guy. I, I just don't know if he can be. Hey, I, I want to see Dan Mullen win a big game when it when like he's you know every time he gets into the big game he gets destroyed. Okay, yeah. you're and you're comparing. You wait, describe, don't compare. Uh, don't compare Mississippi State talent to when he was at when he was at Florida and he had the, the horses. They were on. And they tried to run him out of town the first year. Because they were not accustomed to anything other than old ball coach offense. Was he the same? No, no. Don't don't even don't even try me on on the the change with Urban Meyer and Mullen. Like that that is my go to team back in the, in this early spread days. There they trust me. Mullen will be fine. All right, you heard it here first on the NNG podcast. Uh, we're taking the Florida season win under. <laughs> definition of fine. I need a definition of fine. fine. Yeah, why don't you blow it? <laughs> There's in the other great hire. The other, my you want high, another yeah. personal stamp hire? It's it's Joe Moorhead at uh, at Mississippi State. He's a fin- you love all these coaches. I mean, my God, that's because literally, I actually, how do you have a big enough stomach to swallow this much? Because I actually understand what goes on on the field, unlike uh, some people that just you know follow Florida State blindly and uh, whatever it takes. Oh, you're unbelievable! <laughs> you're unbelievable! All right, Knowles won. Oh boy! All right, J- Jerry, you got anything else on these coaching changes? You want to stick around for the picks? No, I, I don't want to hear you guys any more than I have to, but uh, uh, keep up the good work. Um, I will say, I think this week I got to go Florida by, I don't know, what's the line? Florida's not playing. Florida Isn't Florida Florida State this weekend? What the hell? Oh, my Jeez. God. Oh, my God. I'm qualified. Oh, my. <laughs> Literally. Like, what? <laughs> 
this guy, oh, he knows so much. He's blowing he more head, which isn't a surprise when you think of the name. You <laughs> Mullen, like, how many guys can this guy get on at the same time? Glad I have a final cut on this thing. <laughs> oh, it's all, you better run it all. We're doing it live. Jesus. All right, Burris, any parting shots? No, I'm, I'm going to just be quiet. It was right. 38-22 on Saturday, idiot. We appreciate you being on, and thank, thanks for ripping the Tennessee folks with us. But in the meantime, oh, crap. Be gone! see you, Jerry. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, right before we get in the picks, we got uh, rankings came out. And, I mean, unless we get a TCU upset, are we pretty much on consensus that it's Ohio State and Bama for the fourth spot? Sean, I'll start with you. Yeah, I, I think, and, and I'm just—I'll be honest. I, all the metrics say Ohio State, Bama deserves the fourth spot. Bama and Ohio State play; they be—they're—they're they're probably a touchdown favorite. I saw it today. It's—it's it's five and a half is what the projected spread would be. Neutral field. Yeah, I mean, what was the line when they beat them in 2014? Oh, it was, I mean, Bama was laying, I uh, think, eight, eight or Bama nine. Was a, I think that year, Jay, I think Bama was a seven-point favorite that year. What's, what, okay. What, when they played in the semis? Yeah. Yeah. It got close to ten. I think it closed nine, nine and a half, if I remember correctly. But it opened at about go. seven, right? Right, you're, Jill? You're probably right, yeah. Yeah, I just remember it closed just a, just a south just south of ten. Okay. Farky, so, Memphis, Matt, you guys agree? So am over Ohio guess, State if chalk holds up this weekend. No, because I just get I just proved the point. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe people think Alabama deserves to win, but I wouldn't say that they you know they play Ohio State they automatically would beat them. I mean, look what happened that year. I I don't think automatically beat them. I'm just saying I think Alabama has been better team. I just than Ohio State this year. I, I don't know. Hey, they, they got trounced by Oklahoma. They got manhandled by Iowa in the second half. Like, and they've got some ranked wins, and if they beat Wisconsin. But we all have said Wisconsin's not this good. This is the equivalent of beating Miami if Miami would have won last week. Yeah, I, I totally see what Farkey's saying. And, you know, but at, on the other – the flip side is, uh, you know, like – OSU is capable of blowing out anybody, and they're also capable of getting beat by anybody. I don't think Alabama is capable of really getting beat by just the average Joe down the street. Um, it's it's hard to say, man. I mean, OSU's got has better wins this year. They've also got just bad losses. I mean, the Iowa loss is unacceptable. It it really is. It's unacceptable. And I I don't even know if a win over Wisconsin gets them in. I'm not saying that. You know, maybe they don't deserve it more because Alabama, you know, they play these neutral games, dude. They do. You know, they really didn't beat anybody this year. Other, um, You know, Mississippi State really didn't turn out to be that great of a win. Obviously, you know, LSU is an okay win. Florida State ended up being what it is. Um, but I, I, I just I think OSU is going to be on the outside looking in if they even if they beat Wisconsin. Right now, looking at the odds, Bet Online has Bama as even money to get in. Which kind of tell? I mean, Ohio State is minus two sixty to not get in, but I think that's mostly based on they have to win against Wisconsin. So yeah, you've got that offsetting it. That's right. If you truly believe it's a five five team race, so winner ACC's in, winner SEC's in, 
Oklahoma wins, they're in. If T- if TCU wins, I think I still think they're out. I don't think they have a shot. But that Bama being at even money almost tells me if you really believe there's only five teams left, it's going to be a coin flip if Ohio State wins. All right. Let's, uh, you guys ready to get in championship week? Yeah, I think we pretty much was, butchered the hell our, out of the coaching stuff. What was our what was our uh, consensus in all that last week? What's that? Our yeah, bet? what was our bets? Our bets last week. Uh, consensus went one and one. We hit three one three and one and one on bets, right? Yeah, that's correct. We went three one and one. We won a little under two units, so we hit the Memphis over, Oklahoma, and. You guys are messing with the sheet and Washington, and then our loss was uh, Texas and Ohio State pushed. So on the year we're twenty three fifteen and four, just a little Rich. under six, six units won. So you guys are all welcome for that. As far as our picks, uh, Farky had a good week. He went ten and four. Sean went eight and five, and then Memphis Matt and I went six and seven. So on the year, uh, Sean's now in the lead. He's at ninety eight ninety six. He's a game up. On Memphis, Matt, two games up on myself, and eight games up on Farky. So, let's hey, head. Phil, can I jump in real quick? And I just want to let the listeners know that <laughs> there aren't many pods or people out there that'll tell you to take the over in a seventy-nine point over/under. We told you guys to do that, and it was a lock. Well, there's so, a lock. It's two it over finished at eighty-three. Yeah, you know what though? It kind of slowed down at the end. Don't worry about it. It was good. Lock City, Lock City. All right, first uh, first championship game, guys. Friday, standalone game. It's the Pac-12 championship. Uh, Levi Stadium, home of the Niners. Farky, we'll start with you here. We got Stanford at USC, or Stanford and USC. USC is a four-point favorite. Who you like here, Farky? I've got USC here. I've, I've been kind of back in uh, the Trojans all year early on. I stuck behind them. Uh, kind of laid off them after they, they had that rough patch to start the season, but they've been pretty hot the rest of the year. Because um, I personally kind of ripped them all year and how boring and all that is that they are, but they have they have two good wins. They beat Washington nicely, and they obviously beat better team and knocked them out of the race. So um, although they have done some good things as of late, I'm going to take USC's athleticism. Um they're coming off a bye week. That team's been beat up all year. That could do nothing but good to help them come into this game. I think that's going to play a huge role. And then Darnold. I've, I've liked him all year. Uh, first six games, he had nine interceptions. Last six games, he has three interceptions. So I think he continues to roll there. So give me the Trojans. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I agree. Um, I haven't been on USC this year like Barky has. But I think this is a, uh, a big coming out party for Darnold. Um, you know, he has played well um, these last Games, you know, Stanford coming off a, you know, supposed, uh, basically a rivalry win, uh, um, you know, not Michigan, Ohio State or Auburn, Alabama, but it is, I think, a little bit of letdown here. I'm just going to take the better players, more talent, um, and give me USC, um, giving up the points. Yeah, I think this is a tailor-made spot for USC, actually, because of those things that, that Farkey and his garbled message, or at least it was uh, on my listening. Um, I don't n- know if you were in, like, going in and out of tunnels there. Um, I'm taking USC. Stanford, I think, off of the high of the Notre Dame win, goes into this game. Probably maybe a little bit you know, banged up. Um, I, I think it's a perfect spot for, for the Trojans to, to kind of repeat form for when they played Stanford earlier in the year. Yeah, I agree with that. They uh, they played September 9th, so the first week of the year. 
Uh, USC won 42-24. That was at home. Uh, the line was seven. So if you believe, you know, home field's three points, a line of three or four, you know, what the the lines makers are saying, they pretty much nothing has really changed throughout the year. And you guys mentioned everything else. And I keep coming to – I don't think Bryce Love is still 100%, and he's just so important to that team. So – uh, we'll make a consensus. I'll take USC as well. Uh, only non-championship game we're going to talk about. Sean, let's go to you. Florida State had to reschedule this so they get bowl eligible. They are hosting uh, University uh, Louisiana Monroe. They are 26.5-point favorites. Who you like here? I- I've got this on at 28 on Bovada already. This is a, a lock. It's Louisiana Monroe. It, with all of the crap going with Florida State, you've got the assistant coaches that are already starting to kind of angle for work next year because Jimbo's not going to have them back or have them, um, more importantly, a college station. This is a perfect spot for a team that can score a little bit. Like They're not going to be able to stop Florida State or shouldn't. Akers should go crazy. Patrick should go crazy. But, you know, Jimbo's quirky enough. He'll kick a few field goals. I got no idea how that atmosphere is going to be. I've I've got a sneaking suspicion that it's going to be really, really awkward and uncomfortable. Um, They're going to need defensive stops early. And if they don't get them or if there's any type of sustained drives, this is going to be a hell of a lot closer than a 26.5 point spread. I love the points here. I, I think it's just a perfect spot amidst all of the crap going on with FSU. Yeah, when I look at their schedule, I just think it's too many points here. ULM is going to score enough. They scored their best wins, or I said their best scoring against the competition. They scored 52 against Appalachian State and uh, 14 against Auburn. Florida State's not going to go in there and put up 60. So I feel pretty comfortable here with an over-under, I believe, of 64, that they're going to score enough here to cover. So I'll take you. Um, I'll take Monroe as well. Farky? Give me uh, Monroe. Uh, this is this goes against everything that I do with Farkey's faves, but I've followed now the last couple weeks of the Jimbo hiatus, and also uh, Sean knows his shit. So uh, if he loves it that much, I I gotta suspect that, that there's probably a letdown here for those guys. So give me Monroe. Memphis Matt consensus. Yeah, consensus with the distractions going on at Florida State, and I know this is gonna shock the listeners. And the folks on this pod, but I actually watched most of that ULM Auburn game. ULM had multiple chances. They moved the ball on Auburn a fair amount. I mean, I know the score didn't uh, reflect it, and I I think I bet ULM that week. I'm not sure why, but they can actually move the ball, and I I, I agree. I, I don't. Florida State's not going to score 60 points in in this game, and with that over under, um, I just I see ULM keeping this close. Um, obviously, I don't really think they're going to win the game, but I can see them losing this by 17. 21, and that's good enough for me. So give me you all in. Now, I just don't think you're going to score as, or you're going to have as many young players on the field as Florida State's going to have that you can bank on. And you guys are throwing around 60. I think it's more appropriate to throw around 42. Can they get to 42? I think their ceiling is, is 35. And, you know, 26 and a half, it's like, I mean, they're going to run into a score and a kick field goal, and all of a sudden you're like right at it. So, I think it's just an obvious pick. Next one, uh, Mac championship championship game in uh, Ford Field in Detroit. We have my Akron Zips against Toledo. They are Toledo's 21-point favorites. I'll lead off here. Um, 
you might be wondering why the line's 21. Well, first of all, the West is so much better than the East. I can argue Akron's probably the fifth or sixth best team in the MAC. So they played early in the year, um, October 21st in Toledo. Toledo won 48-21. Uh, it was kind of a bad spot for Akron. They were off an upset win at Western Michigan. Uh, that the game actually got moved to Sunday, so they were on a short week because the field there flooded at uh, Kalamazoo. So Akron's on to a freshman quarterback, which actually I believe benefits them. He's a little better, but um, I just think Toledo's really efficient here. But with a line of 21, and it's actually 21 and a half now, but uh, we'll do 21 since these lines are from uh, Thursday afternoon. I'm going to take the zips. I just think it's too many points. If I had to make a bet, though, I'm actually going to think about taking the Toledo total team over. Um, I think they get to, you know, 35-40. And uh, I'm just I'm – just, Akron's so dependent on big plays. And I think Toledo all day is just going to go 10 possession, 80 yards right down their throat with uh, probably your MAC player of the year, Woodside, at quarterback. Farkey, who you like? I didn't even look at the line. I saw it was the next game on the sheet and saw Sean pick Akron, and so I knew it was the Akron-Toledo game and I immediately wrote Toledo, so there you go. Memphis, <laughs> Matt. Um, last time they played, Toledo was up 21 nothing with like 13, uh, 13 minutes into the game, and Akron never gave up and kind of came back and you know made it, I guess, respectable, even though they, they ended up getting pounded. But down 21 nothing before the first quarter is even over, they could have just hung it all up and, and left. Um, you know, I like the 21 here with Akron. Um, not really sure why. Um, they give up, I was reading earlier today, they give up about 450 yards of, uh, of offense a game, but they only hold opponents to 24 points. So I'm just kind of hoping that this game's a little bit different here and the 21's good. So give me Akron. John. Yeah, I, I, I'm that. I'm the exact same thought process as Nader. He took all my thunder there. So I'm taking Akron. My angle for this actually was to just dog the hell out of Detroit, but having actually kind of like reflected back a little bit, it, it's it's literally becoming RoboCop, which is going to be pretty cool. So like we've got the robot girl talking about getting pregnant, so we'll flip that robot into a cop, and literally it's going to be RoboCop one in like fifteen years. So you know that that's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah, and uh, when you look at the October 21st meeting, the line was 16 and a half, which the game was at Toledo. Akron's played better since then, and on a new... ...in Detroit. God, is RoboCop 1 good? Murphy. Speaking of good... Here's your Super Bowl, Memphis, Matt. We have the conference U.S. or sorry, the American uh, championship game. It's going to be played in Orlando at Spectrum Stadium. Your Memphis Tigers, they are getting seven against Central Florida. Memphis, Matt, the floor is yours. First question is, what's the overnight rating, Nielsen rating on this game? 17, 19? the tiger dome they can get a little it can get a little hairy uh i would say if you want to bet this game you know last time it didn't hit the over this time i'm expecting it to both quarterbacks throw are sixth and seventh in the country in passing yards per game 
Um, you know, I've been riding high on Riley Ferguson all year. This guy's a stud. Um, I, you know, I see a Memphis a close game here. Memphis, fifty to forty-seven. <laughs> oh Christ! I, I like Central Florida here. I, I just uh, when I saw the line at seven, I'm kind of begging for an extra half point. I think South Florida win or Central Florida wins um, by less. I actually thought by by seven, but uh, I'll just take the points and say screw it. And hopefully, maybe they shank an extra point and Memphis loses by six, and and I win. Um, so I'm taking Memphis here with the points, but uh, I don't think they're going to win the game. Uh, I'm wrong, Memphis Matt. Wait, just off that UCLA win. Yes. A bad spot for them. Plus, the game was rescheduled. Big win. I think since then, Central Florida's really coasted. So, not only do you have those frost rumors, I believe they got outgained by Temple. Uh, SMU gave them a tricky game. Um, I just think it's two different teams they last met. So, I'm not looking a whole lot into that 40 to 13 loss. So, I'm actually going to take the points here. Would not be surprised if Memphis won. Fargy? Well, a couple of the. The couple of the highlights that were mentioned in favor of Memphis, uh, those don't really bother me because they go both ways. So the Frost rumor that doesn't bother me because Norvell, he's he's being rumored to possibly go somewhere. Um, even though Memphis was, quote-unquote, not ready to have the game rescheduled, uh, USC, UCF had to play with the rescheduled game too. So neither one of those really bother me. I don't think uh, Memphis is going to be able to keep up with them scoring-wise. Memphis... They've got a hell of an offense, but UCF, they what? I think they lead the country in offense. So, um, give me them. Uh, Lane Kiffin, with all this coaching stuff, he's kind of just sat back and laughed and enjoyed himself. So, uh, or I'm sorry, not Lane Kiffin. Uh, Scott Frost, he hasn't said much. He's he's done all the right things. I think he's a really a seems like a true professional. So I think he's going to have his guys prepared. I think maybe it'll be like a last hurrah game playing playing for him, winning this out during the regular season before they go out and play in, in probably the first big bowl that they've played in ever. And my last point will be that Memphis plays in the uh, Liberty Bowl, not the Tiger Dome. And I'll take uh, I'll take UCF. Speaking of Lane, our next game, Conference USA Championship. It is a home game for uh, FAU. Um, they're in Boca Raton, I believe. North Texas faces Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic are 10.5 point favorites. They played October 21st. FAU won this game 69-31. to 31. <laughs> uh, I, I really believe FAU will, and they cannot stop the pass. So I think North Texas is going to be able to throw all over them. If I'm going to play anything here, uh, much like the Memphis-UCF game, I'm going to take the over 73. I wouldn't be surprised if they score another 100 here again. So, um for the bet, I'll take FAU. I'm not thrilled about it. If I'm playing anything, it's the over. Marky? Texas, but I know that, uh, that Lane Kiffin has just been enjoying the hell out of himself going, watching all this shit show and his name being thrown around and being labeled as the troll of uh, – of Nick Saban, so I think they'll just go out there, have some fun, and put up a shit ton of points. Memphis Matt. 
No one's troll game is stronger right now on Twitter. And I love the recent one, his recent comment about he, how he said he's not trolling Nick Saban because Nick Saban doesn't even know what Twitter is. Um, so he can't even see his tweets. Um, I love FAU here. Farky, how, how close is this to you? Uh, probably four, four hours. Is it that far away? Yeah. yeah, it's down, what, Fort Lauderdale is where Boca Raton is down by there? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, this is this is tailor-made spot for Lane here. What would you say the score was, Show the first time, 69 to 31? That's correct. Yeah, I, you know, it, they say that it's tough to beat a team twice in one season. That's horse shit, and it's definitely not tough to do it when it's North Texas the second time. <laughs> this is a blowout. It's, it's an ass-kicking of taking Lane. Lane is so much better than everybody coaching at this level that he's coaching at in Conference USA. It's shocking. Like, this guy's a pretty elite play caller. He's like, this is um, Stanton back down in double-A just hitting bombs, like, you know, at Arrow Park off of, like, random buildings, like 300 yards past the stadium. Next game, we have uh, TCU and Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship game. This is being played in Jerry World in Arlington. Uh, Memphis, Matt, we'll start with you. They did play, let me see here, November 11th. Uh, Oklahoma won at home 38-20. to 20. Uh, The line there was around 6 or 7. And the line for this game, we got 7. We got an over-under of 63.5. Memphis, Matt, what do you like here? I like OU. Um, 38-20 last time. The game uh, was pretty indicative of all the stats. There were no turnovers in the game. Um, it got a little chippy last time. And I think um, last week, one of the OU players is suspended for the first half. And I know T- one of the defensive players for TCU is suspended for the first half of this game. Um, I'd fully expect to get it, it to get chippy again. I know, you know, Gary Anderson's probably going to, or Gary Patterson's probably going to try and get this team riled up. But again, I don't believe it's hard to beat a team twice in one year. If you beat them soundly the first time you will again. Um, and I'm just going to give, uh, take them, uh, minus seven here and play OU. And I think OU is destined to make the playoff here. Um, TCU can't make the playoff with a win. I don't care what Herb street was talking about the other night. If they get in with a win, it's a travesty. Um, so give me OU. Yeah, I didn't even hear that from Herb Street, but I'm with you. Uh, I like I love OU here. I think this is this becomes a little bit of a party for Sooner fans. They're in Dallas, Jerry World. You know, they're kind of rocking and rolling. They're going to get up big, and it's this has like 52 to 21 written all over it. Um, it's the coronation for Mayfield, and then he's going to do the whole uh, award circuit and get fat and sloppy and drunk half the time, or actually pretty much all the time. Uh, so this is a major spot for the Sooners here. Now tell she'll go tell us why we're wrong. I'm just hoping cool. that Oklahoma loses just so the Big 12 gets left out after adding an adding a championship game because they got left out the last two years. Um, I'll take the better coach in an underdog role, kind of the revenge factor, which I actually do agree with you guys. I, or agree with Memphis, Matt. I I don't think it's hard to beat somebody twice in a year um, when you're better. Maybe I just hate Baker Mayfield. Uh, TCU was a little banged up that first game. Uh, they had their outside linebacker back and healthy because Oklahoma's running back just went bonkers that game. 
Um, I think this game goes above seven. I'm not going to bet it here, but if it gets to seven and a half, I might consider TCU. Uh, I'm going to take TCU here. Fargy? Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Sean. I think OU has potential here to uh, to roll out a number in the third they put on that game. I, I said when we picked this game that week that, that old Gary was in for a rude awakening, and, and 38 was definitely something that he's not accustomed to, and I think it gets higher than that this week. Uh, Nick Orr is the safety that's not playing for TCU. Uh, he's a big piece of their defense. He's only suspended for the first half, but uh, I think that, once again, like they did last game, I think that's when OU really jumps on him, and I don't think he's going to make a difference in the second half for them to come back and score points and, and make up the difference. So I, I love it as well. Give me OU. You know, if I can jump in before we switch to the next game, the only concern of this game for me is that this is um, the sports books in Vegas's biggest sweat. Seventy-eight um, percent of the money is on OU, and they didn't build those buildings in Vegas. That that nice shiny Cosmo and all those other buildings there, they didn't build them by losing. So the seventy-eight percent with the money on it on the game kind of concerns me. Um, and you know maybe this uh, you know the line is a little bit out of whack here. But I just I still believe that OU is just the better team and better by more than a touchdown. So interesting. And the last time you let me know of that, that was the Hurricanes Notre Dame. And I said the exact same thing as it related to Notre Dame that you just said as it related to OU. So uh, we could be walking ourselves into some disaster here. And if you guys remember, that line stayed at six and a half and never got back to seven when they played in Oklahoma. And now. If the line does anything, I think it goes up to seven and a half. So, yeah, I kind of agree with Memphis Matt. It kind of strengthens my take there. We'll go to the next one. SEC Championship game, Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. Pretty big one here. Georgia and Auburn. Auburn are two-point favorites here. Sean, who you like? This, I love this spot for Georgia. I just – who knows what's happening with um, – uh, who is it? Johnson, the running back. Um, their backup's already out. Uh, he had 170 yards the last time. I think Georgia finds a way to con- way to contain him. And I think, you know, Georgia, that kind of snowballed a little bit. Um, this is a spot where I think it's tough for two evenly matched teams to actually beat the, the other team twice. So uh, kind of contrary to some earlier points that, that Nader was talking about, I love Georgia in this spot. Um, I'll be betting it. Uh, and I just, I think it's just perfect. I agree with that. I, I, I hope to get a three here because I believe all the public money is going to come in on Auburn. So I think we're going to be able to get a plus three here. Um, Sean, you're right. It did kind of snowball there. So I think Chubb and Michelle in their first game got 20 carries, but they were, weren't they down like 17, nothing right out the get. So I agree with that. Uh, carry on Johnson is probable. So he, he's going to play. Who knows if he's a hundred percent. I just think if they stay ahead of the chains and don't, since they won't be down big, like the previous game, I don't think Fromm will get his exposed with that Auburn front. And I'm kind of worried here about Auburn getting, getting up again for two straight games or sorry, three straight games. So I'll take Georgia as well. Arky. Yeah, I really have nothing else to add to it. Uh, I, I love Georgia in this game to win. Um, like you mentioned, I hope it gets to three because I'd like a, a bigger payout. I'll be, I'd like to take George on the money line. Um, and like Sean said, contrary to the other thing that we said for the games, I think that this is one that works in their favor as a, uh, a bounce back rematch game. So I won't add much else. I'll probably like Georgia. Memphis Matt. 
Yeah, I've got listed down a peach. I could eat a peach for hours. Uh, for those of you not in the know, that's from Face Off, one of the top ten greatest movies of all time. Literally, uh, in the first three minutes of the movie, as he's l- sexually harassing the stewardess, that's an F- Nick, undercover FBI agent that takes a bullet. I mean, Nick Cage and John Travolta—they literally instituted a technology that that movie is probably close to twenty years old by now. They instituted the technology in that movie that we won't have for another 120 years. I mean, Detroit won't have it for – they've got to go through RoboCop first before they even get to face off. I mean, it is – I want to take his face off. It's unbelievable. If you haven't seen it, you're a loser, and I highly suggest watching it. Anyway, um, I you know everybody's covered this game pretty well. I, I show brought it up. I, this is a total fade on Auburn, their last – Two games, uh, you know, I, I I love Farky's take on if it gets to three, do the money line. I can see a Georgia outright win here, so um, I could eat a peach for hours. Give me Georgia. You know, I can uh, eat a peach for hours. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so there great. Is. Not sure how well that came through. Uh, it was solid. All right, next game, we have uh, Mountain West Championship game, Fresno State, uh, Boise State. Um, we have, we got a line of nine here. They played last week in a game that pretty much meant nothing. Uh, line was seven at Fresno state. Fresno state actually did win. Um, so I actually think you're getting some value here. Uh, if you really believe that home fields were three, three and a half points, you're probably getting four or five points here. I like Boise state minus the nine. And, uh, that's gonna be my play here. Farky. Yeah. Boise state's my squad. I've had a, for them for about 10 years ever since they really started uh, rolling their program and, and gave me two or three really solid seasons of, uh, of betting betting with them and offsetting any of the losers that I had earlier all day Saturday. Uh, they're a team I typically stay up and watch uh, late on Saturday nights. So uh, we haven't got to talk much about them this year. This is going to be the one chance or maybe the second that, that, that I get to take them. Um, Fresno State, though, that uh, were they won in, did they win one game last year? Yes. Edford's been awesome. Yeah, they I mean, they definitely have something to play for. That's that's a hell of an accomplishment. So that worries me a little bit, but uh I'm gonna go ahead and stick with my Broncos, Blue Field, Blue Turf Field, and uh the history we have together. So give me Boise State. Memphis Matt. Yeah, I wanted to talk about a story real quick. And this was, you know, Farky's talking about Boise's heyday when Chris Peterson was there and they were beating Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. And I remember one day Farky was in town and we were sitting at the library and he looked at me and he said, when are you going to stop losing games on Saturday and bet Boise no matter what the spread is? (laughs) And mostly, and then I, what I did was I piggybacked off that knowledge. They won me seven in a row after that. Um, I understand this isn't the Boise State team. Uh, of those days, but you know what? I'm just going to piggyback off of Farky's picks and just ride that Boise train, baby. So give me, give me the Broncos. Kellen Moore ain't walking through that door. I'm taking the points. <laughs> give me Fresno. <laughs> uh, I didn't even know they played last week because I don't care about either of these two teams. I, 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 I recall Tedford from just back to his days at Cal and those few good seasons that he had. Um, I'm taking Fresno. Screw it. I hate Boise. They can rot in hell. Their potatoes suck. And they love Mormons. 
Last two guys, ACC championship game. Uh, this one's being played in Charlotte. We have Miami Clemson. Clemson is a nine and a half point favorite. Sean, who you like here? This is a home game for Clemson. This is a trounce for Clemson. Uh, Clemson gets up. Miami's not scoring. What's the over-under on this? 50. Love the under. Um, anything actually you said under 45, I was going to love. This has all the makings for like 24 to 3, 27-3. Miami blows. Everybody knows it. Um, Clemson, they benched their starting quarterback at the beginning of the fourth quarter. They don't have any option. They're not going to be able to run the ball on Clemson's front. If they can't do that, then they're not going to be able to do anything. This is a lock city. Clemson Tigers. Um, look headline two weeks ago was six and a half. I actually already played that, so I'm still going to play it at nine and a half. Um, I just think Clemson's too efficient. Memphis just, or sorry, Memphis, Miami relies so much on turn. (laughs) Miami (laughs) relies so much on turnovers and big plays. And I just think Clemson limits that. Um, yeah, I love this game as well. Even at nine and a half, I really loved it at six and a half when I got earlier. So I'll take Clemson as well. Farky. Yeah, uh, Sean got to uh, got to really parade on on all the great things we, we liked about this game. I had it highlighted for my name, so I thought I was going to get deleted off. But um, you know, you can't win them all. But um, I love, 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 love Clemson in this game. I th- this Miami team is my least favorite team of the entire season. They've done nothing but annoy us week after week. They suck. Um, this is an ass beating. Give me Clemson by 83. <laughs> it is also my favorite game of the week. The only thing that will surprise me is if at the end of the game, it doesn't flash breaking news down at the bottom of my screen and say, Mark Richt hung himself in the locker room with that shitty turnover chain. This is a blowout. Give me Dabo. Give me the Tigers. Farky, you are highlighted for this next one. Uh, Big Ten Championship game in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. Ohio State are six-point favorites against Wisconsin. Farky, go ahead. Okay, so I I just made an ass of myself. I thought I was highlighted for the the last game. It was actually this one. Okay. So uh, you you know where I'm going with this one. Give me the Buckeyes. Um, anybody that doesn't take the Buckeyes here is a fraud because everybody has done nothing but dog the shit out of Wisconsin all year long. So I don't want to see anything except Ohio State on this sheet. I'm not even looking at it right now, so I don't know. But the Buckeyes roll here. Um, the only potential I think that there is is, I, you know what, I can't even come up with anything for, for them not to roll these guys. I love it. I love the end. I can't wait for Ohio State to blow these guys out like they did in fourteen get in and have to listen to everybody bitch about Ohio State being in the playoffs again, um, it's it's going to be my favorite part of the weekend. So give me the Buckeyes. Memphis, Matt. Give me Wisconsin minus six. Or plus yeah. six. Yeah. Um, now, let, now, now, for next week's pod, what we have to do is we have to put together a recording of every week that Matt talked about Wisconsin. Yeah, I've dogged Wisconsin. Hey, look, you and I were on them last week when they were playing for Paul Bunyan's axe. Well, this ain't for the axe. <laughs> that is true. Look, nothing would please me more than to see uh, Wisconsin get pissed on, urinated on, defecated on, whatever, some kind of bodily excretion, finished on. I don't care. I hate Wisconsin. Um, 
I just don't have a ton of faith in Ohio State. I don't know what Ohio State team is going to show up. Is it going to be the Ohio State team that pounded Michigan State, or is it going to be the Ohio State team that lost to Iowa? The the glaring problem is that in two in the losses that Ohio State's had trouble with. One, Oklahoma's offensive line dominated the line of scrimmage that game, and unfortunately, Iowa's did too, which it never should have. Wisconsin's obviously got a good offensive line. This could go two ways. It could be Ohio State by 21, or Wisconsin wins the game outright. Um, I'm not sure if the spread's really going to come into play. For some reason, I just have a feeling that Ohio State fans are going to be really disappointed when they wake up on Sunday morning after that they're pissed drunk on Saturday night. Um, and I actually think Wisconsin's going to win the game outright. It makes me ill to say that. I could be totally wrong, and Ohio State could win this game by 28 points. But for me, if I were betting it, I would take Wisconsin, and I would probably bet the money line because you're probably um, – right now, uh, Wisconsin is actually the hev- more heavily bet team. If that continues to rise, the, the line might actually move a little bit more. Um, so um, if you want to bet whiskey, I'd wait a little bit. Um, Jay could be absolutely right on this, but I'm going to take Wisconsin plus the six. I- I'm with you, Nader. I think it's OSU in a blowout or Wisconsin close. I happen to think Wisconsin close. I think the Barrett surgery on Monday is a little quirky that somewhat underreported. I don't care if it's scoped or not. These It has a way of, you know, a couple incompletions, which we know he's going to throw, and they're going to show him on the sideline. He's going to be digging at his knee underneath his pad, you know. Haskins will start throwing. It might be a touch too big of a moment for him because he was throwing 90-mile-an-hour um, balls against Michigan. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I just – this has a little bit of the Michigan State feel when they when Ohio State played the Big Ten title a few years back and, and got um, beat by Michigan State. So uh, everybody's kind of talking OSU versus Alabama. That's a foregone conclusion to look over Wisconsin. That gives a real, real heavy angle. To, to be able to kind of coach up, and I'm taking the Badgers here. Yeah, um, I think it's Ohio State or nothing for me. Um, can't really add too much for what you guys said. Maybe, and here's also what I'm looking at: over under 51 and a half. I like the under. You guys agree there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I like that one much better. I, I think Ohio State's going to control the running game. I mean, that that front's too good just to get smoked every play. So. I see a very run-heavy game there. I, I do like the under. If I had to play a side, I think it's Ohio State or nothing. I've kind of been against Wisconsin all year, and uh, I'll just take the team with the better talent. But I do like the under here. I seem to remember a similar storyline when Ohio State played Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game recently, and uh, the starting quarterback couldn't play, and the backup had to come in, and they beat those losers' asses. So. Yeah, but the backup was already known to play. Haskin doesn't know he's going to play. True. I'm just saying, don't – crazier things have happened well and i'll say this to you in favor of jay and chill is hornybrook turns the ball over a lot he i think he had an inter- at least one interception in nine games they played this year uh, you know for a secondary that sometimes struggles um this is the kind of quarterback they want to face somebody that's not that accurate or tries to throw in the windows that he just doesn't have the arm for um, and you know, their Wisconsin's running back is also also prone, even though he had a great year, he's also prone to fumbling the ball, you know, you know, turnovers for Ohio state are a big thing because, you know, sometimes they just, they, although they got a great pass rush, they, they just seem to make some mistakes on defense that they just can't make at times playing against people that turn the ball over like they do. 
um, you know, can definitely favor Ohio State. And you're talking about Wisconsin that they have not seen a team like Ohio State. Their schedule is dog shit. It makes me want to crap and walk out in my yard and drag my ass across the concrete. Um, again, I just want to preface this with this could just be a blowout or it could be really close. I, I don't I don't see it being like a 10-point game. I, I see it Ohio State dump trucking these losers or Wisconsin winning by a field goal. And Sean, real quick, the only thing I'd say uh, as a rebuttal to your comment is, yeah, it's a little bit different, but but let's not act like Haskin hasn't prepared all week as if he's starting this game. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, more than likely, because I, I can't imagine Barrett practiced on Monday exactly. or Tuesday. So he's going to be prepared to play the game. Well, I, I'm saying more towards when he goes in the game, if he tries to throw the ball 100 miles an hour. Yeah. I know this take gets overblown a lot, but this kind of goes off Memphis Matt's take. I I really think that first quarter is going to be huge. If huge, State could easily go up fourteen nothing. If Wisconsin, you know, if it's three three seven nothing, Wisconsin, they can settle in. Then I think it's a dogfight. I, I really think this first quarter is probably more important than most first first quarters are. I think if Ohio yeah, State gets up two one, scores, this thing might be over. There, there's one team in this game that can't get down 14 nothing, and it's Wisconsin. It's not Ohio State. So, All right, guys, let's get into our pod bets. We've been uh, pretty hot here about three straight weeks. Um, our consensus, we have USC, Louisiana Monroe, Florida Atlantic, what's that, Georgia, and Clemson. Um, we lean in strong anywhere. You guys want to rank those? Kind of let us know where you're, where you're leaning. Sean, I'll start with you. Uh, Clemson, FAU, USC, Louisiana, Monroe, and Georgia, and I like all five. Fergie. I would like to. I would like to take all five. If I had to put them in order of top three, I would say Clemson, um, FAU. I, I'd go Clemson, USC, and FAU. Memphis, Matt, you like them all? I would go Clemson, ULM, FAU. USC and Castor Troy. Obviously, I meant ULM. My only thing with FAU is that line seems really fishy. Uh, would you guys rather play the over? Or um, I'm fine with FAU. Um, that hold on, let me pull up there. That, that previous game, uh, North Texas was off a tough road game that they barely won, and then FAU was off a bye. So it's North uh, Texas. Screw them. Hey, I would like chill. to just play. Five. I mean, we've been rolling, and, and let's put a stamp on the end of the regular season. Chill. Here's my other thing. The OU-TCU line's fishy, and you took TCU. That's all I need to know. That's an automatic loser. Exactly. <laughs> all right, we're taking FAU. Lane, Lane tweeted too hard this week for us for you to dick around and like North Texas. No. What city I, is North Texas in? I, I took FAU. I just like the over better. That's all. What city? What city is is North Texas in? I am Amarillo. They're the is that, mean. Is that actually true? No. no. Just wait till the Mean Green wins this game outright, and there's 90 points scored, and I get to make mean funny Green pissing machine. <laughs> all right, so our pod bets are going to take USC minus four, Louisiana Monroe plus. Um, Sean, I actually have a some some an account in Bovada, so. If we can get 28 there, um, I'm going to go over there and try to get that. Uh, we'll take well, If not, let me know because I bet Florida State all the time, so I always get the the, the handicap against me as a result because they're really cool. 
you guys want to wait on Georgia, see if we can get three, or you want to do yes. money line? I say we try and get we try and get to three, um, for yeah for the money line or or you know even if it's two and a half I, I think it's going to go up with Auburn not you know correct down. Hey, why don't we do an alternative spread with Memphis minus seven? <laughs> no, I'll, that only come off the game. We'll see what the line is, but I think Fark is going to be against it. Oh, you think? North Texas is a game. <laughs> All right. Th- there's our five bets. Make sure to follow us at. What is going on? What, what the hell is going on? <laughs> you shuffling cards? <laughs> no, dude. My dog is attacking me. What? Did you put peanut butter on your nuts? Nah, dude. That's only when the cell's working. And that's called right. fine peanut butter. I, ironically, I always put it in the same place. <laughs> North Texas. Texas is in Denton. Cool. <laughs> that place right. sucks. Thanks, Make sure you follow us. Um, we're going to come back right before the bowl games. Uh, we'll probably split them into two like we did last year. So the first pod will be all those crappy bowl games with six and six teams. And then we'll probably release another pod right before the New Year's Day games with all the uh, important ones. And then probably one right before the national championship game where we'll probably have to cover some, some – uh, some of the prop bets as well to make sure we uh, have enough content to cover, you know, 30, so This 40. is the literally the end of the pod. I've got a little hot take for you guys. I just got through this. Jimbo Fisher might be on a private jet right now. So to we'll leave, we'll yeah. leave everybody with that. We'll obviously be following this along. So it's all the more reason to, to, you know, follow show and, and hit that Twitter page. Um, but the plot thickens gentlemen. Hopefully it's not the same private jet that Payne Stewart was on. Huh. Huh. Topical. We're going to end on that for uh, Sean Z, Farky, Memphis Matt. Uh, I'm Nick Schoelig. Good luck on your championship bets, and uh, we'll see you right back before the bowl games, guys. Late. Peace. Later. Yeah.